We spent a lot of time talking about the provincial uh, budget today. Very interesting numbers. Lots of spending. $37 billion over the next three years is earmarked just for building schools, hospitals and highways. $8.7 billion directly towards program spending. Uh, That includes health care, mental health and addiction. Um, And it is uh, quite interesting. There's also a a new program that they've just announced. So we focus this on this at 315. Free contraception for BC residents starting April 1st. It's the first jurisdiction in Canada that will be offering. That's $119 million over uh, three years. Uh, Over those three years, by the way, if everything is spent in in regards to the way the government wants to spend it, the provincial total debt is forecast to go from $93 billion to $134 billion by 2026. That's why a lot of folks are saying that, look, they're spending too much, not enough in regards to, uh, you know, attracting more private sector capital investment and helping uh, businesses to grow and expand and hire more people as well. Joining me now to talk a little bit about that is Ken Peacock. He's a chief economist and senior vice president at the Business Council of British Columbia. Ken, thank you for joining us today. Hey, you're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Uh, your thoughts on this budget? This budget is uh, it's very much a, a spend. There's a lot of spending in this budget, and I would kind of characterize it as somewhat unbalanced in that there's a lot of spending initiatives and priorities and very much less so uh, for kind of the productive side of the economy, the supply side. Concerns about business costs and competitiveness and things like that are very, very thin. Um, so basically, yeah, there's lots of spending and uh, sizable deficits for the next three years. What would you have liked to have seen? Um, a little bit more balance and uh, I fully expected some deficits, but the magnitude of the deficits, jazz is somewhat surprising. And the fact that they're projected for the next three years, um, and just, I mean, just for context, one thing that sticks out to me is the size of the deficit for the, for this fiscal year is equivalent to 1.1% of GDP. So that, that's not a huge number, 1.1%, but the deficit is quite large. And if I look back to the height of COVID, the COVID year, um, the, the deficit was only 1.8% of GDP. So, you know, we were nowhere near our circumstances like uh, when we were shut down for half a year during COVID. And in fact, it's quite the opposite. The economy is uh, booming, uh, unemployment rates record low, the Bank of Canada is aggressively trying to dampen inflation and get inflation back under control. And this is very much a fiscal stimulus budget here in BC. It, and I did ask what you wanted to see. Is it would you have wanted your members wanted to have seen more tax cuts in regards to um, what their businesses pay, the ability to buy equipment for to be more productive and efficient? Is, would you like to have seen more of that, or just a case of just less spending? Uh, I, 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 definitely a little bit, uh, a little bit of both. Some dampening on spending. I do get concerned that there's just no even mention of getting back to balance or some sort of fiscal anchor. But given the magnitude of the deficits that this government was willing to run, like I said a moment ago, a little bit more balance. And, and yes, some, some tax relief uh, on, on purchasing machinery and equipment, even some uh, corporate income tax relief, uh, you know, a, a small reduction would have delivered some benefits. Uh, and let's remember that the carbon tax continues to rise um, over the next few years. And the, the revenue neutrality uh, of the carbon tax was abandoned several years back. But nevertheless, the, the, the point still 
some attention to some revenue neutrality um, as the carbon tax rises, looking to trim uh, costs and business taxes in other areas would have been would have been appropriate, absolutely. Um, and more, there is some language in the budget around uh, permitting and improving permit processing times and whatnot. But as far as I can tell, it's it's just language, and there's not a lot of um, sort of substance and money and funding behind that. So there's many areas where we would have liked to see some more attention. Uh, can we sustain this? What I mean by that is, yes, you can build more schools, hire more people, spend more money on rebates, but you also have to cover these costs, and these are sometimes baked into the system once you've announced them. Is this going to add even more cost in the next two or three or four years in regards to just the ability for taxpayers to sustain these uh, these various programs? Yeah, I think you put, in, you put your finger on kind of a critical issue and critical question. Uh, when I look at this, what happened is last year's budget, there was, you know, $4.5 billion or so of contingencies built in. And those, in theory, were contingent uh, in, in, to be spent in case uh, there was need to address COVID or clean energy or some other area. But what's happened is those monies are now being spent in, for other purposes, Um and it looks like more of that will be spent in the last month before the fiscal year winds up. And then this year, again, in this budget that was just brought down, there's uh, contingencies, uh, at least a billion dollars again. And so these are kind of unallocated monies um, and that, that don't go through rigorous debate. So we're a bit concerned about that. Um, yeah, there's just this, this fiscal discipline is not as strong as, it, as we would hope for. Jazz, and if I look back over the past few years, um, you're, you're spot on. The public sector has expanded in size to be expected with COVID, but it started prior to COVID and has continued after COVID. And if we look at job growth in the province, it's predominantly been in the public sector. Essentially, three quarter, you know, kind of at least half of all job growth has been come from the public sector. Um, and that's public and men as well as healthcare and education. So we really have seen a broadening of the public sector. Add in an inordinate amount of capital spending, record levels, moving up even higher and uh, yeah it, it does it does become problematic uh, the sustainability of all this you know three quarters of all economic activity comes from the private sector so at some point you're going to have to pay attention to growing that three quarters of the pie because it can't continue to sustain an ever-growing uh, public sector it, it, you do run into problems ken thanks for your time today and you're very welcome Judge. for most of us crime is something we see on the news We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.